All right, saints of God, let's, let's get into this word. Last week we talked about quitting, didn't we? Amen. <laughs> and it was a two-part message. You know, I, I hit some of it last week, but I, I, I promised to finish it this week. So I'm going to finish this word on quitting this week. Now, many of us heard that quitting is a bad thing. And some have the attitude, I, I'll never quit. <laughs> That's a good attitude. They call them diehards. Some could just be, you know, all the way down and out, but they're just not going to quit. Amen. <laughs> but I want to say this to you again today, that quitting is not a bad thing. Amen. It just depends on what you're quitting. Amen. <laughs> For example, let me give you these examples again. If you're smoking and you say, I'm, I'm quitting smoking, that's a good thing. Amen. Because it's not good for your health. So if you quit smoking, that's good. Amen. Quit excessive drinking or strong alcohol. Amen. That's a good thing. Alcohol is a killer. Huh? We see folks that are strung out on alcohol and it don't look good. Amen. It's a killer. So if that is something that you're quitting, it's a good thing. Quit lying. Amen. That's a good thing. Huh? Lying comes from the devil. How we know? Because God, Jesus said he's the father of lies. He's the author of them. Amen. So we know we want to quit that. If that's in our vocabulary, we got to quit that. Amen. Here's a big strong one right here. Say <laughs> you got so many devices. Gambling. Amen. <laughs> uh, we walk by faith, not by chance, saints. Huh? Gambling deals with luck. We don't deal in luck. Amen. Our God is a for sure thing. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. So if you say, hey, if you if you hooked on gambling and you just can't stop, it's controlling you. I know folks that lost everything when that boat, when them casinos came out. I know I personally know some folks that lost so much. Amen. From gambling. Games of chance. Amen. For money. If that's something you quit, that's awesome. Amen. Here's another big one. Oh, the Lord keeps showing me these big ones today. Quit overeating. Amen. We eat too much, especially in America. Obesity is like rampant in America. <laughs> and let me, let me just share this with you. It's even worse during this COVID period. They say COVID-19. Everybody got 19 more pounds. <laughs> Amen. Just in this period, we just eat. We overeat. We stand in the house. What are we going to do? We just eat. <laughs> I was watching this video. A guy had uh, fasted for 60 days. It, it certainly encouraged me, too. And he had a big belly when he started. Amen. And he was hitting some points. I mean, he said things like, who said that we had to eat three times a day? Where did that come from? You know, he was, oh, he was pointing them out. He was doing his thing. And he was getting people on board to do it with him. Amen. It was encouraging to me because I said, if this man could fast 60 days, he bought him a real nice juice extractor. And that's all he was doing, juicing kale, kale and juicing uh, 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 cucumbers and, and uh, just all the, green, all the green vegetables. He was just juicing them. Carrots and oh, my God, it was so awesome to watch. Amen. I want to encourage you today. If you're overeating, I'm about, I'm about, I'm just going to tell you what I'm doing. I'm about to have me a really nice 
juice, juice extractor that uh, is easy to clean because the cleanup in those things can be a mess. Amen. So I'm looking forward. So if anybody got a suggestion after the service, please let me know because I want to get a real easy to clean juice extractor because I know I got to get busy. Amen. Quit overeating, saints. And we know that fasting on juices and, and just plain water will break the bands of wickedness off of you. Amen. We got to, it's like, think about it. When you drive your car all the time, you, 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 you have to change the oil. You just can't keep driving and never change the oil. Well, that's what fasting with juices is cleansing. It's cleansing your body out, changing the oil. Amen. You got to do that sometime. You know, even if it's for three days, five days. If this man could do it 60 days, I, I, I had to take a look at myself. Wait a minute, Rudy. Now, you only need a good 10. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Here's another one to quit all that cussing. <laughs> huh? We got to quit all that cuss cursing. I was trying to watch this movie. And uh, it was just so much cursing, and my wife couldn't take it. And the movie had a really good meaning, an ending to it. It was spiritual. But it was so much cursing in the movie, she just said, I can't watch it. Amen. I can't, I can't get into it, Rudy. I can't get there. Because it vexes your spirit. Words are powerful and have life. Amen. So we got to watch our language. We got to quit all that cursing. Amen. Negative words vex our spirit. Everybody say amen to that. <laughs> and here's, a, here's another major one. Oh, the Lord was just pointing them out. This one is big, though. Y'all say, well, the other ones was big. Here's a big one right here. Quit complaining. Amen. <laughs> oh, Lord. Complaining vexes the Lord. I remember I was complaining about something one time, and the Lord told me to shut up. And it wasn't in a still, small voice. We said, oh, I heard that still, small voice of the Lord. When he told me to shut up, it wasn't in a still, small voice. And I immediately shut up. And when I shut up, here was the amazing thing. He began to tell me exactly what I needed to do to carry out what I was trying to carry out. <laughs> Amen. But when you're complaining, you can't hear God. He's trying to work the thing out for you. But you stand there, oh, we'll see if this wouldn't have to com complain and vexes the Lord. Please hear me, saints of God. It's a, it shows your lack of faith, like he won't do it. Amen. Huh, like you're complaining is going to make somebody do something. Amen. He's going to do it already. Won't he do it, saints? <laughs> I know he'll do it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're talking about quitting. And again, I just wanted to show you. Certain things we really do need to quit. Amen. Quitting is not a bad thing when it's applied to the right thing. Amen. Look, look at the cover. I just found this late on the fly on our uh, program today. It says, winners quit all the time. Oh, isn't that contrary to what we believe? They just quit the right stuff at the right time. Say amen to that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with quitting, but you just got to quit the right thing at the right time. Amen. <laughs> We're talking about quitting, saints. I think last week I quoted this old, this age-old adage that says, uh, quitters never win and winners never quit. Amen. That's not true when it's applied to certain behaviors, certain things we really need to quit. Amen. Bad habits, we need to quit them, saints. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. I didn't know it could be so many bad habits. Let me read this one right here to you. The Lord showed me. And it, it applies to many black folks. It's a stigma on us. Amen. <laughs> and that is being late all the time. We really need to quit that. Amen. <laughs> I work hard on that one. And that's another reason I thank God for my wife. When I met her, she was just so on time. And I don't even want to say she was on time. She was real early for everything. Early. <laughs> Not just getting there when it's when it time. She was just super early for everything. I needed that because I was one of those that was late for everything. Amen. God has a way of balancing you out. Amen. But we need to quit being late for everything. Amen. They say black folks are late for everything. And we are. Amen. Many of us are. So I work hard at that one, thanks to God. I try my best to be on time, especially when it comes to the things of the Lord. Oh, I want to be late for that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. When you're late, you know what you have done. You know, and the Lord showed it to me. I learned it really by getting, by getting places early. When you're late all the time for everything, you have gotten used to being second and third place. Amen. You've gotten used to the leftovers. Huh? Because that's what you get when you're late. You get, you're so late to the party, here you come, you know, making that grand interest, and everything is gone. Amen. Well, well uh, we had this, we had that. Oh, you missed this. Oh, you, you used to hearing them say, you missed this, you missed this, you missed this, you missed this. Because you're late all the time. But you're used to that, so you don't think you miss anything. Amen. Oh, I'm, t I'm preaching to myself right now, saints. You used to, you know, it, it, I had to get used to being so early. When my kids would graduate, my wife would get there so early. We could sit right up front, take real good pictures. I had to get used to that because I'm used to getting there hoping I can have a seat when I get there. Amen. Or trying to get in front of somebody who, who the early birds, they sitting way up there. Now you looking like you're going to find a seat. No, you're not going to find no seat way up front because you're late. Amen. <laughs> we need to quit that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. <laughs> Here's the thing we need to quit, saints. Making excuses for not doing the right thing. <laughs> we love doing that, making excuses for doing the wrong thing. Huh? And then we'll blame other people for why we did it. Amen? It's your fault why I did that. <laughs> Knowing you did it, you wanted to do it. But you want to justify your wrongdoing by using somebody else to make them feel bad. Huh? It makes us feel better when we justify doing the wrong thing and blame somebody else for it. We need to quit. Hey, say amen to that. We need to quit that. <laughs> amen. We have to quit those, these things that are harmful to us, saints. I told y'all my, my family was a card-playing family. Amen. <laughs> and... Uh, the poker players, this is what they say. You got to know when to hold them, <laughs> and you got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to quit. Amen. Certain hands in cards have no chance of leading to a winning situation. You know what they do? They fold them. They quit. <laughs> Throw in the hand. Amen. <laughs> it's the same with them bad habits I mentioned, Says They don't have any chance to lead you to anything positive. Amen. We need to just quit them. Fold a hand, replace them with something positive. <laughs> Amen. That's the thing. When you have bad habits, bad habits are hard to break, saints. 
So you got to replace the bad habit with something positive. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I see my sons are online. Amen. Y'all get this word in your spirit. <laughs> Amen. Getting them great grades in school and learning. Oh, that's an awesome thing. But if those habits that you all have are getting in the way, you need to quit them. Amen. You need to let some of those things go. If it's, if it's curtailing that work, that reason that you're there. If it's getting in the way, you need to quit it. Thank you, Jesus. I hope you all are hearing this word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Replace them with something positive. Amen. Here's a real serious replacement for a lot of these negative things we pick up. And that's reading your Bible. Amen. I want to say this again. Bad habits we need to quit when it comes to the Lord. Don't be a quitter, though. Amen. A whole lot of things you want to quit, but when it comes to God, don't be a quitter. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Here's where you can apply that principle. I will never quit. That's when it comes to the things of God. God is one sure thing you never want to quit. <laughs> and you don't ever want to quit doing the right thing. Don't get tired of doing the right thing and quit. <laughs> Let me read you all that scripture. It's in Galatians chapter 6. Huh? Talking about quitting. Galatians 6, look at verse 9. It says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. See, when you keep doing the right thing, it says don't get tired of doing the right thing. Amen. Because it's going to be a time. This is our season right now. That's what the, the psalm, Psalms uh, said this morning. This is our season to reap what we have sown. And I know many of us have a lot of seeds sown. Don't get tired when it's time to reap. Huh? It says, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not, if we don't get tired. Amen. Don't quit doing the right thing. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Who all know in God everything is possible? Hmm? Here's another scripture say you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. Amen. <laughs> but some things, saints of God, we just need to quit. And to overcome our bad habits, <laughs> we need Christ. Amen. But those habits die hard. So in order to quit the strongholds in our life, we need God. That's why we can't ever quit him. Amen. He's the one that's going to get you through the stronghold. Amen. Not you. It has, it, it has, you have made a habit of doing it. You can't stop it. Amen. But God, again, with, in God, everything is possible. With God, you can do all things through Christ. Now you can break some of those habits off of you. All right, let's get into this word of God. Last week, God was really, truly blessing in Matthew chapter 19. So let's go back there. Matthew 19, saints of God. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 19. And I think, I want to say we ended up around verse 6 or 7. But Jesus was talking about 
the reason that a man will leave his father and mother. And then he says to cleave to his wife and the two should be one flesh. Amen. That's some great revelation because we, we, we just want to put our kids out and, and, uh, and, you know, have them to sow their wild oats and all that. But that's not biblical. Amen. You, wanna, you want your, your son to leave when he finds his wife. Amen. And then you want him to cleave to her and the two should be one. Let's pick it up at verse 6. Again, it says, wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God have joined together, let, let not man put asunder. And the whole reason I'm so glad that this scripture came up when God gave me the quitting message was because, you know, things that God has joined together, you don't want to quit those things. Amen. And marriage is one of them. Huh? When God joins it together, it said, don't let man put it under. No man, it says, let not man put asunder. So don't come up with those man-made reasons to quit. Amen. That's what we do. It says, let not man, let no man, not, not man put asunder. Because we can make up some stuff to quit the things of the Lord. Amen. We just make them up. Oh, well, you did this. I told you we like to blame. You did this. You didn't do this. Amen. <laughs> and it justifies why we quit. <laughs> it makes us feel better because somebody else did something in our mind. Amen. But this scripture is clear. It said what God has joined together, don't let man put it under. Amen. Look at verse 7. So they say unto him, now he was talking to the Pharisees. Huh? Jesus was telling these Pharisees, these real religious folks, that's who he was talking to <laughs> when he said, look, with God joined together, don't, don't let not man put us under. He was talking to the religious folks, not the world. Look at verse 7. They say unto him, they is the religious folks, why did Moses then command to give a, writ, a writing of divorcement to put her away. <laughs> if, the, if, if the Lord is saying, well, God joined together, lot, let no man put us under, then why did Moses tell us we can give him a writing, written divorcement and put him away? Why did he tell us that? <laughs> Verse 8. He said unto them, Jesus is going to tell them now why Moses did it. Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives, but from the beginning, it was not so. <laughs> He said, because of the hardness of your heart, you keep, you won't forgive her. Amen. <laughs> Some things you just can't forgive her for. Your heart is so hard. So he said, okay, well, in this case, go ahead and put them away. <laughs> but God didn't create marriages for us to quit, saints. Say amen to that. Huh? But we can be so hard-hearted and not forgive certain things. We just, get, we, just get, we just can't get over it. So Moses gave us a way out. But Jesus was trying to let them know divorce was not God's plan for marriage. Amen. <laughs> it's something that God joined together. You don't want to quit it, saints. Look at verse 9. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her, which is put away, doeth commit adultery. Check this out. Look at verse 10. 
his disciples say unto him, now these ain't the Pharisees no more. Because you remember his disciples are listening too. <laughs> his disciples say unto him, if, if the case of the man be so with his wife, it is not good to marry. <laughs> disciples say, wait a minute, Jesus, now hold up. <laughs> if we can't put her away, maybe we shouldn't even get married. That's what they're saying. You know, if the case of the man be so with his wife, it is not good to marry. They said, maybe we shouldn't even get married. But he said unto them, okay, Jesus is getting ready to talk to them. Now he's talking to his disciples. All men could not receive this saying, save they to whom it is given. Did y'all catch that revelation? What Jesus is telling them, most men, all men can't receive this saying. Huh? This is not for everybody. So we got to learn, you know, because... Because right now, the government is telling us certain things are for everybody. Everybody got to do it. Amen. But Jesus is telling his disciples right here, in this case of marriage, it's not good to marry. He said, that right there ain't for everybody. Huh? Why? Because most men desire a woman. Amen. We in these flesh bodies, and we, it's, the flesh is lustful. We desire a woman. Say amen to that. We want to be with the woman. Huh? So we can't receive the saying, it is not good to marry. We can't receive that. That's what Jesus is telling. All men cannot receive this saying. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Let me show it to you in another place. If you all will turn quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. We're going to come back. We're going to come back to Matthew 19. But turn quickly to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7. We're talking about it is not good to marry, right? First Corinthians chapter seven, look at verse one. It says, now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Look at verse two. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Why does he say this in this in this passage to avoid fornication, right? He said, nevertheless, to avoid fornication, marry. That's what it's saying. <laughs> now look at verse 9. But if they cannot contain, we in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 9. But if they cannot contain, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn. I want to show you. I'm trying to show you how this saying, it is not good to marry. Every man can't. This is not for all men. Amen. It's not across the board. Amen. Did y'all hear verse 9? Let me read it again. But if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. See, men are burning with lust, especially young men. <laughs> you got to have them, you got to let them marry. <laughs> Amen. He's saying it's better to marry than to burn with that lust. Or oh, you know the word is the double-edged sword, the burn in the end. You know, living that ungodly lifestyle is better to just marry. So it is not good to marry does not apply to them. Say amen. We're looking at the all men. Look at verse 10. And unto the Mary I command, yet not I, but the Lord. Who's commanding it? The Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband. God commands that they don't quit. <laughs> I'm trying to show this to you again. Amen. When he puts them together, his will was not for them to quit. Amen. 
the wife doesn't depart from the husband. All right, now let's go back to Matthew 19, chapter 19, verse 11. I'm going to read it again. But he said unto them, all men could not receive this saying, save they to whom it is given. Well, we know that that saying is not good for all men to marry. It's not given to every man. Amen. We know that now. We just saw it again. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It's not given to the men who are burning with lust and want to be with a woman. That's not given to them that all men that, uh, that say that it's not good for men to marry based on what the disciples said. That doesn't apply to them. <laughs> well, then who does it apply to? <laughs> Thanks to God. It applied to somebody because he said all men. So don't, I just showed you something that it don't apply to. But who does it apply to? Huh? It's not good to marry. Who does that apply to? Let's look at it. Look at verse 12. For there are some eunuchs which are so born from their mother's womb and there are some eunuchs which are made eunuchs of men, and there, are, and there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He is able to receive it, let him receive it. That's who it applies to. The eunuch. <laughs> Amen. It says it's not good for them to marry. Of course, what is a eunuch? A, a male that has been castrated. It's a eunuch. Amen. And it says some were born eunuchs. And some were made by men. I know in slavery, they would castrate some of the men. Amen. So they can be good workers and watch over the folks and not have that lust, not burning with that lust. Amen. They made them, the man made them eunuchs. Amen. Then it says, some made, some made themselves eunuchs for the work of the kingdom. Some just say, you know what? I'm just going to work the kingdom. I'm going to work the work of the Lord. Eunuchs are not burning with lust for women, saints. And they can receive the saying that it's not good for men to marry. A eunuch is not interested in marrying. Huh? We're talking about quitting today, right? Eunuchs don't have to worry about quitting a marriage, saints of God. Because they receive the saying it's not good for men to marry. Amen? <laughs> Look at verse 13. Then were there brought unto him little children that he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. <laughs> uh, this was powerful. Now, I'm, I'm reading this in the vein of quitting, right? Here's something that you want to quit. You want to quit not allowing your children to come to Christ. You want to quit that. <laughs> now, let me give you an example. I'm going to preach to myself. I remember I started a Bible study at my house and a certain person would come with their child. And they would enter into the room we were doing a Bible study, but the child would go into the other room. <laughs> and I would wonder, why they don't let the kid? The child need to hear the word just like they need to hear the word. God want to bless you and your children. Say amen to that, saints. That's why he said here, don't, he's rebuking the, the little, they were bringing the little children into the, to, to Jesus. And the, the disciples said, uh-uh, don't bring them kids in. Huh? <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Y'all got to catch this revelation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Our children need God as just as much as we do, saints. 
Jasmine and Carlton, y'all just don't know how I'm going to point y'all out. <laughs> I just dragged them kids in here. <laughs> and they just sit there playing what they do. But it's getting into their spirit. Amen. <laughs> when you train them up in the way they should go, they may go a whole nother way. But they got something to come back to. Amen. <laughs> like the prodigal son. He went on his way. He, he's smarter than you. I'm going to go do what I want to do. Just give me whatever I got coming. I'm out of here. Then he looked at that world, <laughs> what's going on in that world. I said, wait a minute, why am I <laughs> eating slop? <laughs> Let me get back in my father's house. Huh? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let me give you one more. Pastor Brian started an early morning prayer, 5 a.m. on Saturday morning. Listen to this, saints. It's a true story. Now, we're going to church Sunday. I think that service started at 1 uh, when we were going at that time. Then we had a Thursday Bible study. It started at 7. Then he started a 7 a.m. prayer service. And I was thinking, then I was like, yeah, we ain't going to wake the kids up and get there. Let them sleep. Amen. And we just went, we, we, and we were enjoying it. And then we realized the kids need God just like we need God. Let's get them up. <laughs> we started getting them up. Amen. The Lord revealed they need God just like you need them. Get them up. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. He'll bless you and them saints. Let me say this. Once your kids are grown and on their own, you can suggest church to them, but you can't force them. They grown now. <laughs> but do you, you notice what this scripture is saying? They ain't talking about your grown kids. They're going to do what they want to do. Hopefully you train them early. But many of us didn't. We missed some. I know I did. Amen. But the scripture says, Little children. Then were there brought unto him, what kind of children? Little children. You got to, see, you have to rule over them. You can't control the little children. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. You just keep being faithful in front of your older children. <laughs> They're watching you. Amen. Your great teaching with them. You, they just, you just keep being faithful. Look at verse 14. But Jesus said, Suffer little children and forbid them what, saints? Not. Don't forget them. Forbid them to quit, to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. See, God doesn't want us to withhold our children. Huh? We got to quit doing that. Say amen to that. The scripture says we come to the kingdom of God as little children. We're all God's children. Amen. Amen. Look at verse 16. And he, 15 says, and he laid his hands on them and departed thence. See, when you bring them kids, <laughs> Jesus will lay hand on and bless them too. He wants to bless you and them. Amen. Look at 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? <laughs> now, this one that came to Jesus was wealthy saints. We know that, right? He had money. He was a rich ruler, actually. But he wanted some true riches. What's the true riches? Eternal life. Amen. This down here, I don't care how much money you have, how much land you own, how much wealth you have. The true riches is eternal life. Because if you, judge, you base your life on just what you have in this earth today, that's going to pass away. Huh? <laughs> and so are you. <laughs> Amen. So this ruler, he, you know, when you get some riches, when you have start having some things, you want to know, how can I have this forever? <laughs> he wanted to know, how can I have eternal life? I got, I got it going on, and I want to have it going on forever. 
And he said unto him, verse 17, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. So Jesus said, if you want to enter into that eternal life, keep the commandments. Check out verse 18. He said unto him, which one? <laughs> Jesus said, thou shalt not no, thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said unto him, all these things I have kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? <laughs> the young man said, look, I did all that. Amen. Jesus said unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, check this out, saints, go and sell that thou hast, and give it to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. I want y'all to catch this revelation. He said, if thou wilt be perfect. Amen. The law don't make you perfect. Amen. I want y'all to see this. Amen. Having all them things and keeping the law don't make you perfect. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So Jesus was really asking him to trade what you have for what I have. See, Jesus got the keys to eternal life. <laughs> he said, you willing to trade what you have for what I have? Trade it. But here's what gives you the eternal life, saints of God. Here's the punchline. He said, after you trade all that, come and follow me. Our eternal life is in following Christ. Amen. Please get this part, saints of God. Amen. It says, trade that stuff and come and follow me. Look at verse 22. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Huh? Jesus had pointed out to him what he lacked. Amen. <laughs> he had a lack of faith. Without faith, it's impossible. He didn't believe that. He said, well, I can, I can get rid of this stuff. And then I'm going to have great treasures in heaven. And then I got to follow you. <laughs> but here's some revelation for you. Because not only if he, if he, if he would have done that, get, traded all he had, sold all he had, gave it to the poor, treasure would have been stored for him up in heaven, just like the scripture said. But what it also would have been stored for him in the earth. Because the principle says give and what? It shall be given unto you. Amen. Huh? And I'm going to show that to you in the scriptures. I'm not just saying that. He would have had, Jesus just told him, oh, you're going to have great treasure in heaven. Come on and follow me. But he would have had greater treasure in earth. Oh, I'm going to show that one to you. Write that down as a reminder. He's going to show that to me. I'm going to show it to you in the scripture. Look at verse 22. Again, when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> I know that shook his disciples up, saints. They're like, what is he talking about? We're not poor. Huh? We had businesses. Peter had a fishing business. They had it going on. They was doing things. Look at verse 24. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. He said it to him twice. Amen. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, who then can be saved? <laughs> wow. Because they wasn't broke. Huh? They was like, well, who could be saved? Rich man can't be saved. 
Who can be saved? But Jesus beheld them. That means he just looked at them. He just beheld them. Beloved, he beheld them and said unto them, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. That's what I'm showing you today, saints. With man quitting all them bad habits that I name, with man and yourself, you can forget about quitting them habits. It's impossible. Huh? But with God, what? Everything is possible. That's why you can't quit God. You can quit a whole lot of things. But please don't quit the things of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> quit them bad habits. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Because with God, everything is possible. With man, this is impossible. I'm trying to give it to you in the word. Saying, Look at 27. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? Peter said, wait a minute, hold up, Jesus. Now, we didn't forsake everything to follow you. <laughs> what, what, what are we going to get? What's the prize? Is that what he's saying? What, what, what benefits are we going to get? Huh? We didn't broke all them bad habits to follow you. Huh? What are we going to get? And Jesus said unto them, verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me, Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Ye with, which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone that hath forsaken, listen to this, saints of God. I want y'all to catch this now. I promised you something. I'm going to show it to you. It says, every, and everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, sake, shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. That's what Jesus told him. He said, what, what's the prize? What are we going to get? You're going to receive a hundredfold. When is he going to get that hundredfold? <laughs> see, this is what I want y'all to see. You know, when, they, when they're going for forsaking all that, when they're going to receive the hundredfold? Now. <laughs> not in the by and by. Not when they leave here. Huh? Like that other scripture made it sound like, uh, rich young ruler, when you, if you trade all you have and give it to the poor and come and follow me, you'll have great treasure in heaven. He would have had greater treasure in here and in heaven. That's what I'm trying to show you. And I'm going to show it to you again. Because the, the scriptures are out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. I'm going to show it to you again. And God going to even make it plainer the next time I show it to you. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> See, he's saying the ones who followed him and forsake everything, didn't put things in front of him, they're going to receive that hundredfold now. That's really what he was telling them. Thank you, Jesus. But he didn't understand that. That's why he walked away sad, saints. He lacked faith. Faith involves a willingness to surrender all to Christ. Say amen to that. You got to be willing to surrender it all. Be sold out. Amen. <laughs> oh, many of us don't want to give it all to him. We'll give him some things. Amen. <laughs> but he got to surrender all. See, some of them things he wanted to hold on to, he thought he was going to lose them. He wasn't going to lose them. He was going to even have more. <laughs> now, let me show that to you plainly. Turn to Luke chapter 18. I want you to see that so plain. Amen. Because I'm saying to you, when he says, shall receive a hundredfold, that ain't when you, in the next life. That was in this life. Amen. I want to show it to you. You are at Luke chapter 18. 
Look at verse 21. And he said, all these things have I kept from my youth up. Is this the same story? That's the rich ruler telling Jesus, yeah, all them things, all them commandments and all that I did it since I was a child. Look at verse 22. We're at Luke 18, verse 22. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. We had the same story. Amen. Is that the same story? All right, go down to verse 29. Look at this. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, what, do, what does it mean when he say verily? That means for sure, for sure, for sure. There is no man that have left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake. Look at verse 30. Who shall not receive manifold more when, saints? <laughs> when? Right now. Amen. He missed it. See, when Jesus told him to do it, it sounded like in Matthew, hey, if I give all that away, I'm going to be poor. That ain't how the principle work. If he would have just did it with, he, see, you need faith to follow Jesus. Jesus is trying to show him, yeah, you, you want to be perfect to get in the kingdom. That's not what's going to get you in the kingdom. Come and follow me. That's what's going to get you in the kingdom. Say amen to that. That's how you get in the kingdom. You can forget all that. I did. I, I didn't steal. I didn't kill. I didn't commit adultery. I didn't. That's not what's going to get you in the kingdom because you can't keep the law. Oh, Jesus had to break them down. Amen. <laughs> he said, when you leave all that stuff, look, verse 30, who shall not receive manifold more, more in this present time? You're going to get more in the present time. And in the world to come, life everlasting. Is that what he wanted? Is that what he wanted? Is that what he went after? He said, how, how can I have eternal life? That's what he went after. Amen? And I just showed you how to have it. And it's not in the law. <laughs> you keeping the law is not going to get you eternal life. Amen? You following Christ. Our life is in Christ. Amen? Oh, you got to get that, saints of God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In ever, inheriting everlasting life, saints of God, is the true riches. It's forever. That's what we benefit in Christ. That's the prize. Amen. Why do we get up and come here today? Why have we been studying our Bible all week? Huh? Why is Christ constantly on our mind? Huh? Why do we forsake watching our favorite programs today? Uh, why do we cry out to God praying for our family? Why? What is the prize? Uh, what are we going to get? Amen. <laughs> All that uh, benefits in Christ. That, and inheriting everlasting life is the true riches, saints of God. I want you to see it real clear. Let's read this last verse in Matthew chapter 19. Look at verse 30. It says, but many that are first shall be last and the last shall be first. I love this principle right here because it keeps us humble. Amen. See, quit trying to put yourself in front all the time, saints. <laughs> this principle right here keeps us humble. Let's us know that the first is going to be last anyway, and the last is going to be first. 
So you ain't got to cut the line to get ahead to, to be first. God said the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's another thing we need to quit. I want to be first. I want to be out front. I want everybody to see me. We got to quit that nonsense. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We just want to be humble. We just want to be in the kingdom of God. Amen. We just want everlasting life. Amen. Forever. I'm going to wrap this up with this bonus. Y'all want a bonus? I haven't given y'all a bonus in a while. Amen. Y'all going to like this bonus right here. <laughs> so one, it's a one scripture bonus. Here's the companion scripture. For you all to, the, this is for the people who think that they have to live with bad habits forever. Here's the companion scripture right here. It's found in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. It says this, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. <laughs> the scripture is confirming what you can do in Christ, saints. Whatever you quit or don't quit, whatever you quit, saints of God, don't quit Christ. Amen. Because that's where you're going to get, where you'll be able to do everything you need to do. If you want to break from those bad habits, you can do it through Christ. He will strengthen you. He's a healer, saints of God. He's a deliverer, a way maker, a protector. Huh? He's that bridge over the troubled water. He's the help in the present time of need. Amen. He is our God. He's in control and we don't want to quit. Everybody say amen. Lord, thank you for your word today. On quitting, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. We know there's some things we need to quit. But your principles, your word, your way of life, things in Christ Jesus, we never need to quit. And we thank you for reminding us of that, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord. We got to learn how to go for the long haul. Amen. I'm, that song was playing to me again that we, we praise God on. <laughs> huh, once we plant that seed in the ground, <laughs> it's, a, it's a season that we reap what we have sown. We don't want to quit before we get to our season. Amen. So we thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. And we ask you right now in Jesus' name to show us the things we need to quit. Because you say with you, everything is possible, Jesus. So we're asking now in the name of Jesus that you show us what we need to quit, Lord. What's hindering us? What's keeping us from the fullness that you have in you for us? Show us those bad habits, Lord. And we don't want only just want to see them. But we're asking that you strengthen us to break those off of us. And I thank you right now in advance for doing it for us, Lord. Don't let nothing keep us from you, Lord, and your glory and your goodness and your mercy and all the promises that you have, that plan that you prepared for us before the foundation of the world, Lord. Let us get there. Don't let nothing stop us. We give you glory, praise, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen.